and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 26th day of February 2021. It's a Friday. Made it all the way through the week, and we have the weekend to look forward to. Big J, weekend plans? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great question. Nice. I don't have any set plans. Uh, my daughter and her girlfriend are going off to San Diego for a couple days, so we're going to be taking care of her dog. At the house? So, at their house. Oh, okay. So, Why not bring the dog over to your place? Well, because uh, the dog is is a huge, huge dog, and um, it wants to eat the cats, probably. <laughs> okay. Doesn't she have cats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are things she should have considered before she got the huge dog. So, so the uh, dog the wants cats, to eat her cats as the well? The cats live in fear. <laughs> Um, and it's, uh, you know, I've stopped trying to shame her for it, but. So are you going to, you're going to stay at the, the, uh, daughter's house? Yeah. Then? The wife's staying over there tonight. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I'll be over. Very nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you, it's almost like kind of going on a mini vacation. Yeah. You'll be weekending in Nampa. Yeah. Over there with no TV. <laughs> what? Well, they don't have cable or anything. It's, you know, they, they could do the, the, you know, the streaming stuff. Right. Well, there's TV over there though. Yeah, there's a TV. But, but what I call TV is, like, TV. I don't understand. I mean, don't they have the same apps that you have? Yeah, but I actually have DirecTV. I see. Okay. And you watched that more than you thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were the big advocate of cutting the cord. I didn't know you watched DirecTV I, I, so much. Well, I cut the cord because it was so expensive. Right. Oh, but now because uh, of she your worked, perks, yeah, you get it for Yes. Free. Got it. Uh, very nice. Great. That's um, a lot of information for well, everybody that y- nobody just, cares about. Well, I was I was curious. I, I didn't know you. Uh, I mean, like, because you are always talking about uh, Discovery Plus. And I'm like, well, if sure. you've got that and you've got, I know you've got HBO Max. I know you've got Netflix. I know you've got Amazon Prime. You have all of that and you have DirecTV and you watch DirecTV more? Oh, yeah. I'd much rather flip channels because I'm old. I, well, we've also discussed this, too. You you have a tendency to gravitate towards things you have seen before as opposed to things that you haven't seen. Especially when you are when you have no agenda to watch, unless you have a particular plan to watch something. Yeah. Like, unless it's comic book-based or something like that, there's really not a lot of interest on your part to seek out and find... I don't find even watch that stuff anymore. ...new stuff. That's not true. Well, there's, you, there's, tons, there's, there's tons of it. Like, I'll tell you what, uh, on a loop now these days is all the uh, Avenger movies on TV. Right. I just skip right over those. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about new things when it comes to comic book stuff. Not oh, necessarily yeah. stuff that you've seen before. You, you'd much rather watch an 80s movie than I think than a Marvel movie right now. You're right. But either way, uh, you got me on oh, the man. show, I've figured you out. Uh, a, you got yourself a chance to get a life lesson from Big J. That's happening. We're down to our last couple of day-night passes from Bogus Basin that we're going to give away before we give away those season passes next week. Uh, that's going to happen, so we want to make sure you're in the running for that with Pop Culture Smackdown. Some additional fun and excitement as well, plus some music. Music like Weezer kicking off the morning after on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And some good news for the Treasure Valley, kind of. If you remember back to last March, Big J. We were right smack dab in the middle of the Big Sky Conference tournament happening 
when the world shut down, specifically the Treasure Valley. Yeah, shut we down. just talked to the d- director, commissioner, commissioner, and yeah, and and so it was uh, it was a an event that kind of went sideways. They basically just ended up pulling the plug on everything, and then they ended up canceling canceling March Madness. And it was a a real big mess because they had just gotten all the teams here, men's and women's, and it was already. I think they had actually played a couple of games, as a matter of fact. And then uh, they just decided to pull the plug. And it was the right decision to make, no question about it. But the good news is they're coming back. Uh, After they canceled the tournament last year because of COVID-19, the Big Sky Conference uh, says it's going to go on as planned here in Boise this year. The Men's and Women's Basketball Championship will take place uh, March 8th through the 13th at Idaho Central Arena. The tournament will host all 11 teams in the conference on both sides of the ledger and... Uh, they're offering cardboard cutouts for purchase to be put in the stands this year. That's how they're oh. handling uh, that. So they're bringing in the teams, uh, probably, I'm sure, going to set them all up and then uh, just put in some cardboard cutouts. So if you want some information, you can uh, check out the Big Sky Conference page and you can purchase a cardboard cutout for you if you want to be a part of the tournament. But it's nice that they're coming back. I like the fact that, you know, even though uh, it doesn't look like they're going to have a ton of fans in attendance, they are going to bring it back here, which is very, very nice. So that is something to look forward to, mayhaps. Uh, It was a back-and-forth game there for a while between Boise State and number 22, San Diego State. Uh, Boise State, as a matter of fact, rallied to force overtime, but San Diego State pulled away uh, thanks to Matt Mitchell, including uh, four points in overtime, scored 24 points for the game. But San Diego State beat Boise State 78-66 for their ninth straight win. Uh, 29 points by Derek Alston Jr., who's been lighting it up for the Broncos, but just not enough to pull it off in uh, in overtime. Ter- Terry Pullman mentioned a career high with 18 points for SDSU. Uh, they did blow a 17-point second-half lead. I mean, uh, San Diego State had this thing running away, and then the Broncos came back. But uh, they're on track to repeat as the Mountain West Conference regular season champion uh, and because uh, they have a half-game lead over Boise State, which had a four-game win streak snapped. But I've got beef, Big J. Uh, the reason why the San Diego State has a two-half ga- game lead is because the Mount West gave them two wins uh, over New Mexico, uh, counting them as forfeits because they didn't weren't able to reschedule them from earlier in the season, uh, and that's going to count for seeding and conference championship implications. Oh so yeah, that sucks. It, it does suck when I mean you know it's not like it's that. I know what the Mountain West is doing. And it's it's obviously they're strategically playing so that San Diego State can stay ranked. Does that that make sense? Yeah. It's good for the Mountain West when a team is in the top 25 and San Diego State currently is. And so uh, when you feed into that and uh, you give them those things, it's good for the conference. And so that's why this is happening. Otherwise, you know, there's plenty of teams out there that that didn't get to play games because of coronavirus that weren't issued just automatic victories. So it is a little interesting, but. Either way, uh, that's what's going on. There is another game between these two teams uh, before the regular season wraps up. So the Broncos still have a chance to come out on top there in the Mountain West. We'll see. Uh, But it was a good game last night, at least until overtime anyway. Deshaun Watson has reiterated uh, that he wants to be traded from the Houston Texans. He had a meeting with head coach David Culley last week, and he did kind of double down on not wanting to play for the Texans anymore. So we will see where this goes. The Texans have said repeatedly they don't want to trade him, and they're not going to. But Deshaun Watson may be forcing the shot. Who knows? Uh, You know, it's it's not great that your franchise quarterback that literally just re-signed with your team. I mean, we're talking about six months ago. He signed a long-term contract with the Texans. Now, granted, a lot has changed in that six months, and the Texans have proved themselves incompetent, so they've got nobody to blame but themselves for being in this situation. 
but it's very, you know, because he's got a no trade clause in there as well. All sorts of stuff is going on. So there's a lot of different implications going into this whole thing. Plus, you got to get something back from this. You know what I mean? Right. And when somebody says, I'm not playing for you, that significantly lowers the action, the asking price. Because you, it's taken away a lot of your maneuverability if you're a franchise. But either way, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, heck, we're in an offseason, Big J, where we already have two huge quarterback trades. We have Deshaun Watson wanting out. There are reports that Russell Wilson may want on in Seattle. And uh, th- and don't forget all the free agency and the draft stuff coming up. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even insane. gotten to free agency yet. It's insane how many different quarterbacks could be on different <laughs> rosters <laughs> by the time it's all over, said, Fun. and done. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be. Or it could be disastrous for certain teams. You never well, know. no, no, no. But I mean, just to see all the, the fireworks. Sure. I mean, I'm not sure I, I, I'm a huge fan of the NFL going the way of the NBA. Um, and and so I'm not exactly 100% certain that's that's great for the game. But uh, there, it certainly keeps it top of mind. But I also don't think the NFL needs a whole hell of a lot of help with that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is the number one sport in the country. And we're talking about it, whether it's happening or not. We'd be talking about NFL, whether there were quarterbacks being traded or not. It's just one of those deals where it's always at the top of your mind. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of sucks if I'm a fan of a team to know that if my, you know, stud quarterback that I'm super happy is locked up for six years or eight years or, you know, if I'm Patrick Mahomes just signed a 13-year contract. But if, you know, he and Andy Reid have a bad meeting next week and Mahomes is like, hey, no, I got no help in the Super Bowl. Offensive line was crap. I want out of here. And it's like, well, damn, now what do we do? You know what I mean? <laughs> a 13-year contract you just signed, bro. So we'll see what ends up happening in that situation for sure. If you were a fan of the Twilight Zone reboot on CBS All Access, too bad. It will not return when it rebrands as Paramount+. Plus. You, I don't know what you're listening to us for. The anti- What's the matter? You don't like uh, Twilight Zone? No. Oh, the Twilight Zone. What did you think it was? Oh, I thought it was Twilight. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No. Uh, the anthology oh. was hosted oh, by Twilight, Jordan Peele. No. And it was a mutual decision for both parties. Jordan Peele didn't want to come back for season three, and CBS All Access kind of wanted to move on to the other Paramount Plus programming. Uh, but they will still have the two seasons that were on uh, CBS All Access available to watch on Paramount Plus. There just won't be new episodes for you to get freaked out by or enjoy. Is life lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh man, today's life lesson, Nick, is a long time coming, and and it's uh, it's pretty much uh, uh, me, a husband, waving the white flag. You give up and saying, "Listen, my wife is always right, <laughs> and you should listen to your wife every time and do what they tell you every single time immediately." And listen, it's not because I didn't believe that, you know, she's a very smart person and she <laughs> happens to be a go-getter. She, you know, all of those things. I know those things. But at the same time, you don't want things to get out of control. You don't want to give somebody too big of an ego trip. And then, then they get away with stuff all the time, maybe, that might not be in your best interest. Yeah, you did just blame her for your coronavirus vaccine, Biff, just two days ago. But that was, see, here's the thing. That was totally her fault. <laughs> well... <laughs> However, that was a one-off. I mean, she had a bad day that day. Let's just not get into the details of that. 
But in general, she is 100% right about those things. And listen, I, I, I do like to procrastinate. It's one of my biggest weaknesses. And so this has caught me. Uh, th this, this situation that I'm going to illustrate for you is an example of how uh, I procrastinate and I don't listen to her. And it's wrong that I do that. Uh, because it causes <laughs> just a, a bunch of confusion and bad things. So uh, I don't know how to get, without getting too deep, deep into the woods here, you know, every year your insurance might change over. In this particular uh, year, for us, Nick, as you well know, of course, uh, our insurance carriers had changed. Yes. And with that comes some other changes. And, and I, you know, we I use an HSA, which is an account that you can use and take money out of your paycheck to put in, uh, and, and then you use that to pay for medical stuff and so we were told hey listen uh we're changing over carriers we're also going to be changing over hsa accounts so make sure that you either use up all that money or here is a transfer uh situation you know where they gave us documents and things so we can transfer that money into this new hsa account so rather than do all of that, you know, paying our bills, the wife, you know, on a routinely basis would ask, you know, what our account balance is in that account for HSA. And I would tell her and she would, you know, pay bills one way or the other, whether it be for us or for the kids, whatever. And um, but at the same time, while she was telling me that we would get uh, we would get paper statements in the mail. And at the bottom of that would say every time. Uh, this paper statement is costing you two dollars and fifty cents. Switch to paperless. Switch to paperless, and it won't. You'll, you'll save this two dollars and fifty cents. And I'm like, ah, you know, I like having the paper document. Uh, that was my first excuse. The second excuse was, listen, I, I, half the time I can't get into my stuff anyways, or I don't know where I, you know, logging in. It's just a, a kind of a pain in the butt, whether it be on my phone because the passwords are changed, whatever. It's just something I would put off and, you know, months would go by and it's it's $2.50. What's the big deal? So we get to the last month here of this HSA situation and I go to look at the account balance and I say, here, we have set amount of money and she goes ahead and she could clear that out. So she spends that exact amount of money, Nick. Yes. We think that's closed out. Fast forward to uh, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago, where I get a a a, a second HSA card, and I don't understand why it's a completely different account. I'm very confused, and so I send uh, a message to our HR people, and the HR person's like, "I think I understand what happened. Did you have money in that account?" And I'm like, "Well, I shouldn't have." Well, that was happening. I read that email. I went and I called this new account to see you know i set that whole thing up but i thought for a second maybe i was being scammed right yeah so i was being careful but i went and called and found out the balance on that matched the balance in the old hsa that i was supposed that we were supposed to you know bleed dry minus two dollars and fifty cents so here's what happened nick because i <laughs> because i never went and changed that paperless thing okay uh, they took out that two dollars and fifty cents, yeah, leaving us two dollars and fifty cents less. Oh, so the, the so it overdrew the, the account. The hospital rejected the, the hospital rejected that payment, <laughs> and we didn't know because you know, listen, hospital payments they take a little bit of time to get to you. So in that mean amount of time, it's just had I actually just went and taken off the paperless option, this would never have happened.
Oh, God. But listen, I mean, I guess you could you could go back and, and if you could change time, you could do that. But also, I mean, it just it points to the absurdity of all of this. Oh, sure, sure. But at the same time, had I just done what she had asked me to do immediately well, I know. or at all, I know. That- but it never would have happened. I mean, it, 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 first of all, it's silly that a piece of paper costs you two fifty. Number one, right? Of your own money. Uh, even even factoring in the mail charges, a cent is thirty two cents. Uh, and uh, and then number two, the fact that all of this can happen in a matter of of days is insane as well. But you're right. If you would have just ch- clicked paperless, it could have saved you a big pain in your backyard. So now, is the hospital coming after you again for the the money? No, I mean, I, I, not yet. They don't know that they need to. Uh, <laughs> things haven't cycled that. Well, I mean, we'll take care of that. I mean, the money still is there. Sure, so sure. Minus $2.50, of course. But, uh, and, and to, you know, this whole thing also, uh, these accounts close and you can't go back and look at them. At least I, you have the paper statements if you need to go look at something. Right, but right. Uh, that's neither here nor there. So the point is, if I just listened to the wife uh, and done what she told me, asked me immediately. This is one example of a few other examples. And not only that, but now you have, as at least as far as I can tell, two current HSA accounts. Yeah, yeah. I'm like uh, well. the HSA. Um, that should be fun come tax time, by the way. No, it's only uh, it's a small, small amount of money. Still, it's so, another form. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, you're going to use that to pay off medical expenses. Yeah, I mean, not not even much. I don't even think they would. They would. You know, it's not like going to throw me into an audit situation. No, but, no, no. Uh, yeah, we'll close that one out. It's just one of those examples of how. Listen, uh, from going here on out, I'm just going to do what she tells me. Are, are you paperless with your new HSA? Obviously, you've learned from because, your mistakes. Uh, and, and part of the reason is because uh, I um, I was confused what was going on with that HSA. So now that I it know that... It literally is a check mark at the bottom of the form that you could fill out when, you, when we originally signed up. When we signed originally up. signed yeah. up? Yeah. Go, and yeah, I, and I looked at that. I'm like, I'm going to keep it. Even though... Now, trying to find where that check mark is and to deselect it is a real uh, conundrum. It should be on every sheet of paper that you get. Because they tell you you're getting charged for this. If you want to switch, go here. Yeah, it tells you to go uh, sign in. Yeah, sign in. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your life lesson. Very complicated. Here's traffic. Well, listen, anytime you're talking about health insurance, it is bound to get complicated in some way or another. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, you are a pet owner. Oh, yeah. Uh, How many toys do you have for your cat? 27. Is it a lot? Like, do you get cat yeah. toys? Yeah, there's a basket. Um, they're usually little uh, little balls and little mouse. And I imagine when Corky was around the house, you had toys for the dog as well, yeah? No, nah, he didn't really. He was old. He didn't. He didn't. Was very active? No. Uh, but when do you throw away your cat's toys? When is the time uh, to go, all right, enough's enough? Never. They just disappear. <laughs> they, they disappear somewhere into the house ether. And then you it's find the up, them. They're in the upside down. You find them when you get new furniture. <laughs> uh, veterinarian Jennifer Frione says that it's actually uh, a pretty good idea for you to, at the very least, kind of recycle your pet's toys or have them on a rotation. 
uh, because it, it may be a matter of minutes. For some pets, you know, if you've got a big dog that tears apart your stuffed toy in a matter of minutes or a matter of months for others. But if a soft toy starts to rip at the seam or stuffing is coming out, then obviously it's time to replace it. But if you have rubber or plastic toys that, you know, seem to have a little bit more durability, it's still a good idea not to keep these things around constantly. Uh, if, you know, plastic toys are breaking or pieces are coming off, obviously then it's time to throw them away. But worn out toys can cause serious gastrointestinal problems for pets if a piece happens to be swallowed or something like that. So it's a good idea to keep track of these toys, make sure they're not coming apart in any way, because that could cause some, you know, tummy issues with your pets in the future. Now, when it comes to how long should you keep toys that are perfectly well put together, the veterinarian says anywhere from six to eight months is a good idea. Anything longer than that, especially if you're not, you know, keeping them or washing them or making sure they're not covered in crap that's all around the house, uh, that's when they start to be probably detrimental to your pet. So, something to think about. If you don't often replace your pet's toys or they just disappear, you don't want them to end up someplace that they're not supposed to be. So maybe keeping a schedule or keeping at least an eye out for them would be a good idea. Spring training games will begin this Sunday for baseball, just over one month ahead of opening day, which will be on April 1st. Fans will be allowed to attend games in Arizona and Florida that are being played in the 23 spring training ballparks. Average maximum capacity will be about 20%. Face masks will be required. Tickets sold in pods as well to make sure social distancing keeps track of groups. So uh, that is something that's going to be happening. You can start to see some baseball highlights on your TV soon. And a reminder, unfortunately, the Broncos lost last night uh, to number 22 San Diego State in overtime, 78-66. San Diego State picks up their ninth straight win. It snaps a four-game winning streak for the Broncos. Uh, San Diego State now has a one-half game lead in the conference, and they have one more game. And it happens to be a rematch against this particular Aztecs team. So it all comes down to the last game of the season for the regular season conference championship anyway between these two teams. So good luck to the Broncos and they yeah, get another shot. You can do it! Emma Watson has devastated her fans with rumors that maybe she might be retiring at 30 from acting. Of course, she rose to fame in uh, Harry Potter as Hermione. Am I saying that right? Hermione, yes. Hermione. And also starred in films including uh, Beauty and the Beast, of course, and Little Women. And Watson's agent told the Daily Mail that she is dormant from her career and won't be taking on new projects. Uh, she, of course, is focusing on her private life right now. Uh, Watson refused to support her most recent role in Little Women with press uh, appearances, which was uh, really strange at the time. But nobody seemed to care because, you know, the other people involved were still doing the tour. But I guess it came up a couple times like, why isn't Emma Watson talking about this movie? Uh, of course, uh, it is interesting to retire at a, at a particular career at the age of 30. But, you know, uh, keep in mind, she's also been doing this for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a pretty good stretch, and she's had some pretty big hits in that particular... Listen, she could have given up acting after Harry Potter and been fine financially, but she continued to do so, and she made a uh, ridiculous amount of money with Beauty and the Beast, a uh, Disney project. Uh, of course, I've only seen two Emma Watson movies uh, in my life. One was Beauty and the Beast, and the other was The Circle. <laughs> and so... Uh, One of those is awful. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, either way, uh, fans are not taking it well. They want her to continue to act, of course, as fans would, but it's up to her what she wants to do. But pretty interesting announcement that she may be hanging it up at 30. Uh, but who knows? She may come back. You never know. 
The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Phoenix, Arizona for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Oh. In a story you can find somewhat relatable in, in some cases, I suppose. Uh, for instance, I don't know how elaborate it is now, but I know for a time there was some pretty elaborate gardening going on in your backyard, yes? Yeah. Still happening? Still have the hanging garden and that kind of stuff? Yep. And so it is a it's a lifestyle, isn't it? I mean, the people yeah. that are into that kind of stuff are really, really into it, making their backyard look good or gardening or making sure that there's some stuff back there to make the backyard look beautiful and presentable and that kind of stuff. There's no kind of like in between. It's either all in or you're like, ah, I'll cut my yard when I'm ready to cut my yard. And that's the extent of it, kind of, right? Yes. And so uh, as you understand that there is a commitment to it, you can understand, and also it being different climate in Arizona, people were doing some gardening this last weekend, right? And uh, as they were putting together the gardening in the backyard of their Phoenix home, uh, this couple decided that, you know what? We've been at this house for four years, man. Backyard has looked okay, but you know what we're really missing? Some shade. You know, it's Arizona. It'd be nice to have some shade. Why don't we plant a little tree back here and get it to start growing? Yeah. And we'll do some shade. So they picked the, uh, the corner of their yard to place a tree in, and the couple started digging and digging to uh, actually put in the tree. And that is when things got weird after they got about two feet into the ground. Their shovels hit something, Big J. And that oh, something no. turned out to be a duffel bag. And they're like, mm, oh boy. So they dug up the duffel bag and they uh, they brought it up into the yard and they opened it up. And inside, Big J, uh, according to their count, it was a very large kind of army surplus style duffel bag that had 12 different types of guns in them. Series of shotguns, semi-automatic rifles, handguns as well, all in this duffel bag, all pretty significantly rusted. So they had been in the ground for a while. Uh, and I guess we could play the game, what do you do? What, did, what, do you, what would you do if you're digging in the backyard to plant the tree and you find a duffel bag full of rusted out guns? Well, you clean them up and keep them, of course. Oh, that is not what it's this like couple I did. the jackpot. Depends on what's in there. Uh, this couple... Oh, they call the ATF. Uh, call police. And uh, Phoenix detectives showed up. And uh, do you know what the standard operating procedure is for a police department if they find a bag yeah. full of guns? Oh, if they find a bag full of guns, they're going to arrest you. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. They, 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 it was clear that you made these it sound like something was going to happen to these poor people. Uh, no, no. The good news is these poor people that found the guns are okay. The, uh, the bad news is, uh, police are almost a hundred percent certain that all, if not many, of these guns were involved in some sort of crime, which is why they were buried in the backyard. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and so that's also why they were rusted out. Is probably they were involved in crimes many, many years ago. Now, the, the couple has owned the house for the last four years. Uh, they bought the house outright for themselves, and before that, it was a rental property. So they had a ton of residents in and out of that house before it was actually sold to them. So police are going to have a hard time tracking down who possibly these guns are involved by because the other thing that they noticed is uh, serial numbers were a little bit questionable on some of these firearms, at least from the, uh, the eyeball test. So they have to do a bunch of ballistic tests on it and figure out if any of these may be matching up with an unsolved murder or a crime that has happened. And the couple is happy that they're out of their backyard. But now they're like, 
do we dig up other parts of our yard? If this was just in one corner, yeah. God knows what else is in the backyard. Just, you don't have to go dig it up. Just, you know, have somebody come out with a grand penetrating radar. They'll find something. Yep. Uh, they'll fi- well, I mean, as, if it's metal. But now they're like, okay, what if it's like a body or something? Back no, there? they'd find that too with GPR. Uh, they've got themselves an opportunity to uh, obviously to do the right thing here, and that's what they did. Uh, but now their minds are racing. Like, you know, why would somebody bury a bunch of guns in the backyard, specifically these type of guns? There has to be a reason, right, Big J? Well, yeah. I mean, it can't just be paranoia because they're they were pretty deep down in the ground, man. It's not like they were easily accessible for somebody to get. So they're probably trying to bury some secrets, but uh, it's obviously uh, changed their gardening techniques and they're trying to figure some stuff out now. <laughs> so uh, rough day for them, but at least they did the right thing. Uh, police will uh, follow up on any kind of crimes that are attached to these particular weapons, but that should be the way that you go about things if you find a duffel bag full of weapons in your backyard. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Michael. Cleo Patrick, that is hometown here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And here is your daily reminder that Americans on a whole, Big J, are mentally bleeped. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so much weirdness going on inside of our heads that it is hard sometimes to fathom. And when it is actually put down in like numerical form, you just go, man, we are uh, we are a messed up society. Uh, today's version of that comes to us from a poll courtesy of uh, One Wallet, which talks a little bit about Americans and getting it on in the bedroom. And if you are in a relationship, at least according to this poll, which talked to 20,000 Americans from coast to coast uh, in all sorts of different relationships, committed marriages, uh, they had to be in a relationship. That was the only uh, caveat to being in the poll. All sorts of ages as well. 49% of Americans are hiding something from their partner. Uh, and something specific yeah, that's almost half from dude. yes that is yes it's almost exactly half so odds are if you're in a relationship one of you may be doing this and this particular thing they're talking about is hiding some sort of sexual thing that you are into from your partner like cannibalism well uh not necessarily that weird i don't think it has to be i'm just i think it's just and they didn't get into what the most common trait is but it has to be some sort of fetish weird thing kink or something that turns you on that you are not comfortable sharing with your significant other or your partner for whatever reason uh and uh across all relationships again and so it's some sort of sexual act that they really would like to do but they don't want to tell their partner about it uh, of those, 40% say they're keeping it a secret from their partner because they're worried that it will be some sort of judgment situation. Another 40% uh, feel like if their partner knew, it might actually end their relationship. So those 40% are in some dark, dark bleed. The survey polled uh, a whole bunch of different folks, including people that are in relationships, have been for a long time, married people in relationships, people in monogamous relationships, people that are in open marriages, all sorts of stuff. Uh, the poll did not ask what secret fetishes were, but nearly half for respondents were too shy to talk about them as well, and they weren't comfortable talking about it. Now, uh, there was all sorts of things from, um, you know, sexting to uh, lingerie to different types of positions to uh, outdoors. So there's all sorts of different things that people are into. But it Wearing is diapers. It is a weird. That might be one of those deal, deal breakers. <laughs> that might be one of those deal breakers. Uh, and so the question becomes: Well, it's never a, a good idea 
to withhold information from uh, your significant other or your partner. Because uh, the other part of this was 60% of the people polled felt like they were lying to their partner because they didn't tell them. Do you feel like withholding information like that is a lie? No, I mean, I, that's uh, an interesting conversation that I actually had with, uh, with with their kids at one point, because sometimes I feel like they share too much information at times. <laughs> and and so, I, I no, I don't think that's lying. Cause, but it, the question is, if you were to ask a direct question and then uh, respond, it, it doesn't doesn't give an well, answer. Well, I guess the, well, here's the deal. Like, if I, somebody don't, I said, guess what I'm saying is I don't consider that a lie. In this particular situation, I don't. Certainly withholding information in some situations is certainly lying. There's no doubt about that. But I think when we're talking about this stuff where you're like, I don't know if it's going to be something that they're into and that could actually damage our relationship, then maybe not talking about it is a good thing. But also, maybe you should do some interior searching if, if this person that you're committed to, you think it would freak them out if you're synthesized something sexually that they're not into uh but it just goes to show you that all of us uh or most of us half of us have some sort of deep dark secret that we don't even share with our significant others out of sheer fear or uh or uncomfortability well, listen think of the number of people who you know uh get get divorced and then their former significant other comes out of the closet for example sure you know those sort of things happen all the time and i think it's because of those some of those conversations anyways where you're you, you know you're afraid of what what will happen if you talk about the way you you are and look for and for every story that you have of of somebody uh finally breaking through and talking to their significant other about that and their relationship being great there's another one that it went sour because of it so you can understand the fear attached to maybe this isn't something that i want to talk about it but that also is speaks to i think our society as a whole like, I mean, if you're with this person, you choose to be with this person, shouldn't they know everything about you and what you're into and every insecurity and everything that might be? And if they're, if 40% of us in a relationship are too scared to mention this to our wife or our husband because we're scared that it might end the relationship, then that's some serious stuff that you're hiding from them, I think. Uh, or at least some serious stuff that maybe you need to weigh if you're into some really, really dark stuff. That's another story altogether. Probably some help that needs to be required, but... Uh, a la cannibalism that we were talking about earlier. But either way, uh, it is interesting to me that, that odds are somebody in a relationship is hiding something from somebody else that turns them on because they're either uh, upset about it or not sure how to breach the conversation or scared about the outcome of said conversation. So just a reminder, Big J, we still all have secrets. Everybody's got a Batman in their closet, you understand? Too many secrets. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Too many cooks as well. <laughs> Uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. CDC is speaking up because, well, uh, across the country, here in the Treasure Valley as well, uh, we are talking a little bit more out loud about the possibility of returning to in-person schools. And uh, there either is going to be a hybrid of that or full-on in-person schooling returning very soon across the country, courtesy of more vaccinations and things kind of calming down a little bit. And so the CDC started looking at data about reopening schools around other nations, specifically in Hong Kong and in Japan and in uh, other countries as well. And they found out that Guess what is coming back fast and furious when students go back to school, Big J? Uh, 
the coronavirus? No, not the coronavirus. Uh, oh. The common cold. As that is something that a lot of children haven't had to deal with in more than a calendar year because they haven't left their house for schooling. You know, uh, schools are uh, commonly, we've talked about this plenty of times, they're petri dishes, man. I mean, when somebody in your class has got a cold, it's a matter of time before usually the entire class has one. And so it's just one of those deals where if you have a kid in public school, you know you better chalk up three to four colds a year. That's just something that's going to happen. And uh, they have noticed that when students return to in-person schooling, those colds are coming fast and furious. And, of course, it makes people nervous because colds and coronavirus share some sort of common symptoms. It's a real pain in the butt. And so uh, researchers think that, uh, you know, you do need to expect your kid to be more susceptible to common cold kind of stuff, but also pay attention to the symptoms. Make sure you're talking to your children. They know what's going on. They, they're telling you what's happening. You're paying attention to that kind of stuff so you can spot the differences and make sure you're paying attention to that kind of thing. But because kids haven't been around the other's classrooms and other kids that much, they're expecting a pretty big spike in not only this, but also maybe some influenza stuff. So getting the vaccine for the flu as well as coronavirus is recommended once they're able to do that kind of stuff. And as well as keeping an eye out for the common cold as well, as it apparently is a pretty big deal in other places. Hey, the Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has reiterated during a meeting with head coach David Culley last week that he does want to be traded. Uh, there was talks that maybe he had kind of gone back on that, but that's not how that works. He says he wants out. Of course, Cully was just hired as the Texans head coach last month, and so now he's trying to deal with this uh, dumpster fire that's going on in Houston, and uh, and they, the Houston Texans aren't bulking either. They don't want to trade him. Of course, they just signed him to a long-term contract extension uh, before the beginning of this last season. So they don't want to give up on their franchise quarterback, but the franchise quarterback doesn't want to play there. So this could be a soap opera that we are going to watch for a while, but it's not calming down anytime soon. Big J, Mike Tyson does not want you to watch the Hulu documentary that is coming out on him. It's a miniseries called Iron Mike. It's supposed to be about the life of Mike Tyson. But he said that uh, the press release for the show said it will, quote, explore the wild and tragic controversial life uh, and career of Mike Tyson. Now, it's clear that uh, we should tell you that Mike Tyson isn't involved in the miniseries, and he slammed Hulu on his Instagram saying, uh, quote, this is an unauthorized miniseries of the Tyson story without compensation. Uh, It's not surprising, however. So uh, he is not surprising that they're putting it together, but he wants to let you know that uh, he is not involved in it, and there will be an authorized autobiographical project that will be announced soon from him. So you can get the unauthorized Mike Tyson story. So leave out all the prison stuff? Probably, yeah. He doesn't like to talk about that stuff. Big J, Tom Morello is a guitar player. He also is going to be an executive producer of an upcoming Netflix movie called Metal Lords. It is described as a coming-of-age comedy that stars uh, Jaden Martell uh, from It as well as Knives Out and Isis Hainsworth from Emma. And it will be directed by Adrian Greensmith. And the movie is about two kids who want to start a heavy metal band in high school where exactly uh, those two kids are the only two kids in the entire high school that care about heavy metal. Uh, Metal Lords was written and will be co-produced by David B. Weiss and David Benehoff. You know who that is, don't you, Big J? David Benehoff? David Benehoff and D.B. Weiss? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those idiots. That ruined Game of Thrones. Well, they were they were there for the whole shebang for Game no, of Thrones. They they created and ruined it. Uh, they did. Uh, well, you were happy with it for six and a half seasons. Am, am I wrong? 
No, you're not. Okay. They, they ended it poorly. But I, 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 I as I've said, I can't. You know, I still enjoyed Game of Thrones as a whole. I never want to watch it again because it ended yes, so poorly. Yes, that's the but, problem. But, you know, there's lots of series out there that I really like that I don't want to watch again. Cause, and movies, for that matter, that have been there, done that. I mean, Joker comes to mind. I have no interest in watching Joker again. Well, yeah, it's it was, depressing. It was movie. a really good movie, and I'm glad they did it. But Game of Thrones just ended poorly on a bad note. But I don't want to take away the six and a half seasons of really good story building and world building. I do. Uh, Metal Lords will be released on Netflix later this year. It will be done globally, so you can look for Tom Morello's first motion picture project coming soon to Netflix. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yes, sir. We have ourselves a Bogus Basin Pass, uh, three of them actually, for the 2020-2021 spring and uh, 2021 uh, season to hand out. We'll do that Monday. But we're going to get somebody qualified right here uh, with a uh, pass to get up to Bogus Base in a single-use pass. So that's what we're doing. You just need to beat me Pop Culture SmackDown. 208-287-1003. If you want at least one day of guaranteed skiing and then possibly a whole bunch more with the season pass coming your way when we draw the winners next week, you do have to play Pop Culture SmackDown if you would like to do that. We will mail out this particular pass to you. Let's see if we can't get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Good morning. Morning, man. What's your name? This is Dan. All right, Dan, you're up first. Dan, the iconic song A Boy Named Sue was a Billboard number one hit for what singer? Oh, Johnny Cash. That is absolutely correct. Right. Uh, Today happens to be his birthday, although I wrote that question about two weeks ago. Big J. Often eaten on bagels with cream cheese, lox comes from what type of fish? Salmon. That is absolutely correct. Right. Well played. Dan, back to you. In 2016, what Major League Baseball team ended a 108-year championship drought by winning the World Series? Uh, the, uh, the Cubs. The Chicago Cubs is correct. Right. Big J, in music, what was the longest song ever to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart? I will give you choices, because I don't expect you to know the length of every single song. Thank God. Stairway to Heaven, American Pie, or Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, I'm going to go with Stairway to Heaven. That is absolutely wrong. Incorrect. Uh, that means, uh, Dan, you are officially the victor. Do you happen to know the longest song ever to reach number one on the Billboard chart? American Pie, Stairway to Heaven, or Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Take a guess. It's multiple choice. You guess now. Let's say, uh, let's say uh, the game from Paradise. Oh. Wrong. He went off the board and didn't take one of the options. No. Uh, Dan, congratulations. Hang on one second. We'll get you that bogus base and pass for sure. Get you qualified for the season pass. The answer is American Pie right. by Don McLean. Eight minutes, 47 seconds long. Stairway to Heaven is eight minutes, two seconds long. So oh, geez. It's got it beaten by 45 seconds as the longest song to ever reach number one on the Billboard chart. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Coming up next, we'll do some headlines for you. It's the X Rock. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are as follows. We are not alone. Not messing around. And was it Baba? We are not messing around. Uh, you have to wonder what really happened here. A woman from Centralia, Washington, is charged with allegedly attacking her roommate. Claims she did so in an act of self-defense. Now, Cassandra Apriasho is 36 years old. She allegedly hit her roommate, Caitlin Mason, with a frying pan during an argument back in January. Doink! Mason told police she was using a cutting board to help defend herself. A mutual roommate intervened. 
But that was when Cassandra threw a frying pan at Mason before coming at her with a broomstick, according to court documents. When the mutual roommate attempted to separate them, that's when Cassandra reportedly threw a knife at Mason and missed. Then got an axe. Who has an axe? Well, they've been watching too much Rumble in the Bronx. Man. Throwing it at Mason as she fled out the back door like it's Section 37 or something. Police say a roommate's version of the events was similar to Mason's. And Cassandra initially denied the assault, but later admitted to, yeah, okay, I had a broomstick and an axe, sure. Uh, she was arrested and is currently being Just held. matter of fact. On several charges. I admit, I had an axe and a broomstick. All right. Like, the broomstick I get. Knives, I understand. They're readily available. Frying pans, of course, you're in the kitchen. So, But, I mean, where do you get? You just grab an axe? I mean, it could be, you know, because it's Washington. There could be, like, in the woods somewhere. So an axe would be available for firewood or something. Yeah. But it just seems like. And it doesn't say what the argument is about. And I kind of want to know. I don't know what it you is. You do. You do want to know. But I do want to know what they were arguing about that got everybody so upset that frying pans and uh, cutting boards and broomsticks and axes had to be involved. Probably uh, arguing about the, the merits of the DC movies. We are not alone, or was it Baba? Was it Baba? A Lithuanian man has survived an incredible 14 hours in the Pacific Ocean after falling off his cargo ship during a 3,500-mile supply run. The Silver Supporters' chief engineer, Vitam Persilov, felt dizzy after a night shift in the engine room as the ship traveled from Taranga, New Zealand, to the remote uh, Pincom Islands and went out on deck to get himself some fresh air around 4 o'clock in the morning on February 16th. That is when his son, Merritt, who communicated with his father via message chat, tells Stuff Magazine that the 52-year-old may have fainted because he doesn't exactly remember... Why he got off the uh, the bow of the boat, boat near, nor how it happened. So they were guessing, you know, he felt dizzy, lightheaded in the engine room, went out to the uh, deck, and then ended up going straight over the edge. He was not wearing a life jacket and was some 400 nautical miles from the nearest land. So he struggled to stay afloat until the sun came up, and then he made a last-ditch swim for a far-off black dot. That oh, black dude. dot turned out to be an unanchored fishing buoy where he actually was able to survive for 14 hours until another ship just happened to pass him by and rescue him in the Pacific Ocean. So incredible that he was able to do it and not get attacked. So he needs to thank that buoy. I don't know if he took it with him or not, but if he did, uh, I don't. that's a souvenir you probably want to hang on to. So well done, everybody. Yeah, no kidding. Glad he's okay. That could have gone really, really bad. We'll wrap it up with We're Not Alone. And nobody has got a better view of a UFO than an airplane pilot. And recently, an American Airlines pilot reported seeing a long cylindrical object coming very close to his aircraft as it was flying over New Mexico. The strange incident happened on Sunday during a flight traveling from Kentucky to Phoenix. In a statement, the FBI noticed, noted that they are now investigating the incident. The FAA said in a statement that air traffic controllers did not see any object in the area on their radar scopes. American Airlines confirmed that the radio call came from one of its flights, but deferred further questions to the FBI. Big J, I'm ready for any kind of guesses you may uh, have. Yeah, it was an alien. An uh, alien craft. Early reports tend to think that it might be a, uh, a drone that was illegally in the area, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Could be. Uh, why didn't they make contact, Big J, with the airplane if they were so close? Who used to say they didn't? I guess, yeah. The pilot's not answering any questions, so maybe you're right. Well, it could have been anybody inside the plane. Uh, correct? Yeah. I mean, well, it was a passenger plane, right? 
Uh, yes, it was an American Airlines flight. Yep. There you go. Coming from Kentucky to Phoenix. Well, they'd have to have some sort of technology in order to receive communication. You mean telepathically contacted is what you're thinking? Well, you're thinking you got to think in terms outside of our knowledge. I see. So you're thinking so you're thinking talk to everybody on the flight to see if anybody had any kind of contact with the alien life force. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm on my way. Agent in charge of investigation, Big J. Papa Roach, the ending here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I know for you, it's always shorts weather, but not everybody's like that, are they, Big J? Yeah, no, I'm a weirdo, according to this uh, in particular study from uh, YouGov online uh, poll of over 5,300 U.S. adults, Nick, revealed that, uh, you know, what's the lowest temperature in Fahrenheit that you consider warm enough to wear shorts outside? And what was the answer? Uh, the the answer, the, the highest percentage answer was 25%, and that was between 61 and 70 degrees. Is the, the, the coldest? No, the warmest. The warmest. Okay. The coldest uh, is, uh, is down, there's only 2% of the population, Nick, between 11 and 20 degrees. Yeah, that that well that I mean, puts me in that category. I would even say you're probably lower than that. You've worn shorts when it was like three degrees out. So yeah, and, but but here's the thing: it's not like uh, I'm outside doing stuff. Yeah, I don't think any of these people are though. Really, I, I, I mean, you know, if you're outside working, I guess you would. It, it's pants all the time. You know what I mean? But if you wear them as like part of your outfit or decide I'm going from point A to point B, even wearing shorts for most people would be too cold at this point, and that makes sense to me. But uh, everybody is wired a little bit different, and so it makes sense why the highest one is only 25%. That kind of, I guess, is a good example of how different we all think things are. You know what I mean? Yeah, 7% say only above 80 degrees would they wear shorts. Wow, look at that. And I just, uh, I'm just not comfortable. Like, it's um, it's a temperature issue for me. Like, if I were to be wearing pants... In particular, in here, no, even though we're not running the heat or anything, I would still get like hot, and I would start to sweat and be gross. Uh, and so I've realized that it's just easier on everybody else if I wear shorts. Yeah, you you have adapted to your surroundings for the most part, uh, with the exception of well, maybe it's a little bit easier now at home, is it? Because you don't have, you're not fighting over the thermostat with three, I three don't, other people. Here's the thing: I don't fight over the thermostat. I don't control the thermostat. The wife does. Right, but I mean, you you have complained about how hot. Oh, it is. sure, sure. It's oh, a it's level hot. of how much does she want to hear me complain? And I'm like, listen, I have a simple rule. It, it seems to make the most logical sense. It's Occam's razor. I can't take off my skin. You can put clothes on. You can add layers if you're cold. I cannot do the reverse. Do you want me sitting around with no underwear in the house? Why are you yelling at me? I'm just, I'm yelling at the world. (laughs) You sit around the house in your underwear sometimes anyway. You've said that several times. Yeah, but it's rare, okay? It's rare. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot cooler. Yeah. What is the average temperature in the Big J household? Um, let's see, 70 degrees? 70? I thought it was in the 60s for some reason. Well, it depends. I mean, listen, I had to turn it up the other day because it was at 68. I didn't put it there. But guess who gets blamed for that? I mean, I'm like 70 <laughs> to 72. I'm fine. But it's at 68 degrees. I didn't do that. <laughs> guess who gets blamed for that? 
Our kid stays the night, Nick. And she's like, it's freezing in here because now she's finally able to be in her own thermostat-controlled environment. And, right. of course, it's much warmer. Uh, and I'm like, why are you looking at me? I didn't set the thermostat at 68. Your mom did. Let me go turn it up for you. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, are you usually wearing shorts around the house? Yeah. Okay. When am I going to wear pants? I don't know. There's two reasons that I don't wear pants. Comfortability and the temperature situation. You're not comfortable in pants either? Yeah, not really anymore. Huh. Fat. Oh. All right. Uh, that didn't make the survey, did it? No. Morning after. Well, maybe that's a different survey. <laughs> With Nick and Big J, we will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we have for you a Section 37 Axe Room gift card. $25 value. Uh, you can go at any of the three Treasure Valley locations here and uh, get in some axe throwing. Maybe join a league. Uh, but please, don't use that knowledge you acquire there to become part of one of our We're Going to Hell stories. Yeah, that's not a great idea. Uh, for fun purposes only. Yeah, and so uh, we'll hook you up with that if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003. We'll mail that card out to you if you want to play. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has got three clues. Each one of those clues points to somebody that's pretty famous collectively as well. Figure out who that famous person is, and you are going to go start chucking some axes, courtesy of us. Let's go to the phone. Say hello to the X. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, man. What's your name? My name's Jared. All right, Jared. Good luck. Here we go. Quote, uh, I was one of the original bad boys of Hollywood, 1980s style. Hi, Nick. I've started movies like Wall Street, The Rookie, and Platoon, plus all the scary movie franchises. Uh, Charlie Sheen. It is Charlie yeah. Sheen. Yeah, good job there, Jared. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up action, uh, Section 37 style. What was clue three? I was be- on Two and a Half Men for eight years before getting fired. Hashtag winning. Uh, and why is Charlie Sheen in the news? Well, a couple things. It's been 10 years since that historic meltdown, Nick. Since uh, he got fired from two and a half years? Yes, yes, uh, and, and winning. And uh, that whole thing has kind of made a resurgence on uh, Twitter thanks to some political stuff. And uh, he uh, had an extensive interview with Entertainment uh, Weekly. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, people have said to me, hey, man, that was so cool. That was so fun to watch. That was so cool to be part of support. All that energy, you you know, uh, we stuck it to the man. And Sheen tells Yahoo Entertainment, uh, oh, yeah, great. I'm glad that I traded early retirement for a bleeping hashtag. <laughs> and he has some major regrets about all of that, Nick, which uh, really goes to show how he's kind of started to turn his life around, taking ownership of all that. Quote, there's a moment when former CBS CEO Les uh, Moonves and his top lawyer, Bruce, were at my house and they said, OK, the Warner jet is fueled up on the runway, wheels up in an hour, going to rehab, right? And my first thought was sort of like, really? There's there's some comments comedy value to that uh what my first thought was in that moment he said oh damn i finally got the warner jet that's all that's all he heard but if he could go back to that moment in time he would have gotten on the jet and uh instead he took a giant left turn it is it is really really weird like looking back on that moment like 10 years ago about how top of mind all that was and how you know it was such a huge obsession of pop culture at the time but 
Like, it really was clearly a dude in the middle of a drug-induced meltdown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, similar to Britney Spears and, uh, and, and her meltdown, which she had a few years back. Uh, it's just one of those things. We all watched it, and we all thought it was great to some degree and got some sort of humor out of it. Uh, now, uh, you know, a lot of damage was done in that time for Charlie Sheen, um, uh, both, you know, professionally, but I think personally as well and health-wise. Well, I mean, I think the Britney Spears thing is, is a little bit different only because, like, I felt like that was fueled by her fame. And, and whereas Charlie Sheen was just fueled by just pure cocaine. Yes, and, and God knows what else. And so, you know, uh, part of that stuff is it, there's only a matter of time before, you know, when you're followed to get every cup of coffee you get when you're 16 years old, at some point you're going to snap because of anxiety or pressure or whatever. And then another reason for, you know, getting yourself kicked off a, a hugely popular television show because you're, you know, doing drugs every time you turn around. And so it's nice to see you're right that he has turned things around and and made some amends. But man, yeah, because he's right, he hasn't really been able to do much since then neither. You know what I mean? Yep. He he turned himself into somebody that was uh, a wild card and completely untouchable, which sucks for your career, but great for your Twitter followers. But he hasn't been able to monetize that, so it's it's a it's a weird teeter totter that fame is. Uh, so I'm glad that he at least somewhat seems to have his life together at this point. Yes. Yep. Good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Royal Blood Troubles Coming is how we're wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on this 26th day of February. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday morning. We found out that Big J struggles with uh, paper building from his HSA. But I do believe you did figure that out today, right? Yeah. After you were done, you decided this would motivate me to actually change it. The life lesson is to do what your wife tells you to do. Do it immediately. So I, I'm, I was starting off on a fresh foot. And you changed it today, right? Yeah. Good job, man. There's $250 or $2.50 in your pocket. Congratulations. Uh, we also learned about how maybe you want to plant a tree, and sometimes you find a bunch of guns in your backyard, so be careful about that. And uh, we're all hiding something from our significant others, if you believe a recent poll, and it has mostly something to do with our weird sex stuff. So lots of things learned today on the show, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, Nick, I think you're a fan of this, uh, but uh, it, it might be even, we'll see, if I remember some of our trips to Rock in the Range correctly. Cheez-It has announced they've added popcorn to their lineup, Nick. So the brand says popcorn is packed with the distinctive taste of 100% real cheese. Comes in two flavors, cheddar and white cheddar. Uh, I do love, I do love cheese popcorn. Yeah. I think it's great. My, my the the reason why I don't get it as much as I probably uh, would normally is it leaves just gunk on your yeah. hands, and I can't. It's the same reason why I don't eat Cheetos. It drives me crazy having filthy yeah. hands, and there's no way you you walk away uh, un, un clean after eating that, cheese popcorn. That's why I'm developing the Feedbag 2000. <laughs> I like your idea. Uh, the cheddar version is said to taste just like the original cheese of flavor, while the white cheddar has been uh, made with real cheese has been carefully aged for smooth, creamy taste. Uh, it's going to be available for only a limited time. All right, so get it while you can. Actually, uh, Cheez-It just came out with like these crisp uh, crackers that are really, really oh, good. Oh, it snapped up? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's they're great. The... <laughs> you would think I sit around eating stuff all day. I don't. I just think about it. 
Also, uh, Randy pointed this out yesterday in his social media. Uh, this uh, this popcorn that I gave you yes. for Christmas is still here. Well, here's there's a reason for that. Number one, you gave it to me uh, like in like October. Yeah. First of all. Second of all, I opened it because I was going to take it home, but somebody had already dug into it, and so now I'm not touching oh, it. Oh. So yeah. I why mean, would you close that? You, you leave it here. Well, you gave it to me when I was on not, the. Not, oh, okay. Not you. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody dug into it, and so now it's uh, that that is now community but, property, and well, I'm not taking that home. Listen, now I want to find out who the idiot is. We'll never find that it. opened that and ate some of it, and then closed it and left it there. This is COVID era, man. Who would touch that? I, there's a lot of people in and out of the studio all the time, oh, but it's very clear well, that I'm some hands throw it away. I didn't know if you wanted to keep the tin, which I'll is why I haven't tin. touched I'll it. I'll keep the tin next okay. year, okay. and I'll just put a duke in it and give it to you that way. I also won't open that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew is up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.